You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. We have two different texts that we're going to be in tonight. So here's what we're going to do. I would like the men and boys as well, but we'll, we'll refer to you as men tonight. Uh, so I would like the men to turn to Proverbs 3, verse 6. I would like the ladies to turn to Psalms 37, verse 23. So ladies, Psalm 37, 23, and gentlemen, Proverbs 3, verse 6. Very good, very good. Proverbs 3, 6 is where we're going to read first. So gentlemen, let's read that together. Nice and loud. Proverbs 3, verse 6. Ready? Begin. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Ladies, would you read Psalm 37, 23 along with me? Ready? Begin. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Step by step, step by step. Some of you were reminded of that Three Stooges episode. Step by step, inch by inch. What, what is, it was like Niagara Falls, they heard that. Yeah. A code, it was like a code word or something. Step by step. The Lord spoke to me about this through, uh, throughout the beginning of this week. Step by step. Let's pray and pray that the Lord would speak to us. Father, uh, we need your help. And as we come here today away from the world, uh, help us also to step away just for a little bit from the, the cares of it as well, from the deadlines that come as soon as we leave this place, from the thoughts that plague us, whether it be our health, our finances, our family, our friends. For this little bit of time, Father, would you grant our request to be able to focus in on your word with a special Holy Spirit's power, and we ask this in your name, amen. amen. How many of you like road trips? You like road trips. That is much more than I thought. I do not like them very much. I would rather be in the baggage compartment of a plane than driving a Cadillac, to be honest. Uh, now, audiobooks help. I, I, I do appreciate audiobooks and music and good conversation. Uh, all of those things help. But after sitting in the car, for hours and hours, and your legs just stiffen up. I just, I just want to get to where I'm going. And one of the most heart-wrenching things for me is when you turn onto a certain road, and then it says, stay straight for 600 miles. <laughs> I just do not like road trips. And I am very disappointed that it is the 21st century and we still haven't figured out teleportation. Yeah. I'm extremely disappointed. You can laugh all you want, but I remember when I was younger and I watched the Science Channel and the Discovery Channel and PBS Kids and all of that stuff, and in between Arthur, they had those little segments where you would hear from the kids. And every once in a while, they would talk about life in the future. And, you know, in the 21st century, we're going to have flying cars and space travel, and everyone's going to dress like a Power Ranger, and we're going to have jetpacks, 
and there's going to be teleportation. I mean, I really thought that that was going to be a thing by now. So fast forward to the 21st century, we have none of those things, but we can transform ourselves into a unicorn with our phones. We can do that. <laughs> This is not to say that we haven't progressed in some ways, we certainly have. We have at least progressed from the paper maps, the paper maps to GPS. I remember in my, my parents' Dodge Caravan, in between the front seats, there was a container of maps. Yeah. And we were not very well to do, but every once in a while we got to go on vacation, and it was one place, Goshen, Indiana. That's where we went, because Mount Baldy was there. The dunes, the Indiana dunes, I loved that place. Uh, and we would go there. But I remember when GPS first came out, okay, the Tom Toms and the garments, and everybody got one, but nobody trusted them. You remember that? I remember my dad, and my dad was very good, <laughs> was very good at direction. I mean, he could drive to another state and come back, and he would not need a map again. He would find his way back. Uh, but when dad, we, we bought him one for Father's Day, and we got it, and he put it up in his dashboard, and I remember my dad so many times when the GPS would say, like, turn right at Main Street, and he'd go, no. <laughs> he'd, just go, he'd just go straight. That's never the way he took before. He thought there was going to be travel, or whatever. But we soon began to realize, slowly but surely, that the GPS was right, yeah. and we were wrong. And all of us can remember a time when we didn't follow the GPS, and sooner or later, the question was asked, wait, how did we get here? Where, where, where in the world are we? Okay, so let me ask you this, and it's about to get deep, okay? Have you ever gotten so off track spiritually that you come to a point where you lift your head up and, you're, and you think, wait a minute, how in the world did I get here? Hmm. How did I get so far off track? Yeah. Well, sure we have. Yeah. You ever come to a point where you feel you're so far away from where God wants you to be? How do we get to that point? How do we set out with such clear destinations and then find ourselves straying away? More importantly, how do we get back? How do we get back? From being off track and I hope I can answer those questions tonight and I'll just be straightforward and honest with you I had one of those days recently where I said Lord I feel far I feel far from you and I don't know how I got here but I started thinking about it and the Lord gave me these verses so I want to help any way I can for those who are maybe off track a little bit or maybe you're tempted to get off track. How to stay on track, how to get back on track. Our life on this earth can easily be compared to a journey. Building off of that metaphor, I think it's easy to say that God wants to be our GPS. He wants to be our guide. Psalm 48, 14 says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. 
The main objective of any guide is to help us reach a destination. So think about it. Throughout our lifetime, there are destinations that God wants you to reach. Now, of course, the first destination is going to be the destination of salvation. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He wants to bring you to that point. But even after salvation, there are places that God wants you to be, where he wants you to come to. Now, I'm not talking about being able to arrive. Paul says, I count not myself to have apprehended. But there are places, there are destinations in our Christian life that he wants us to strive to reach. Truth is one of those. One of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is to guide us into all truth, John 16, 13 says. Paul says, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2, 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly, rightfully dividing, I'm sorry, rightly dividing the word of truth. Because other people uh, in Timothy's area, possibly even in Timothy's church, Paul was calling out for striving about words to no profit. They were all dealing with profane and vain babblings or questions, unlearned questions. He says, and Paul said, you need to avoid those. You need to study so that you can come to the knowledge of the truth. The other people who did not reach that destination, Paul says, they instead have found themselves in the snare of the devil, taken captive of, captive of him at his will. So what I'm saying is there should be a time in your Christian life where you know the truth. And when you are able to explain that truth, to commit that same truth to another faithful person. Amen. It is God's desire for us to reach that destination. It's Satan's desire for us to be ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Another destination is perfection. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles or the basics, the beginnings of the doctrine of Christ... Let us go on to perfection. We are not talking about sinless perfection. The Bible does not teach sinless perfection. There is none righteous, no, not one. Every person, even after they are saved, is going to be dealing with, with this. We're always going to be dealing with sin. That word perfection in the Bible means maturity. Let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire. It means to be mature, to be complete, wanting nothing. So God doesn't just wish to save us by his grace. He wishes us to grow in his grace, to mature in it. How about the destination about being more like Christ? To be conformed to the image of his son. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. What about heaven? Sure, that's a destination that the Lord wants us to reach. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again Amen. and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Think about those destinations. I think we can all agree those are some good destinations. Amen. As a Christian, I'd like to reach or strive to reach the destination of truth, spiritual maturity, being more like Christ, and certainly heaven someday. Of course, salvation to begin with. And when we look at all those destinations that God wants to bring us to, it is clear God loves you and me. That's right. Yeah. Because he's the one who set those destinations.
But here's what we need to understand. If we are going to trust God to set our destination, we also have to trust him to choose the route to get there. We have to trust him to direct our paths. Isn't that what our text verse says? We acknowledge him in all of our ways. We know him, we seek him, we consider him, we observe him, not so that he can set our destination. The destination for every Christian, every child of God has already been set. But we acknowledge him so that he can direct us along the way. This isn't always easy. Because just as we can agree that all destinations, all those destinations are wonderful, we can also agree that the route to get there, the paths to get there, are oftentimes abounding in difficulty. The path that leads to all truth is a path of piercing conviction of your sin. It's a path of deep study of God's word, meditating on God's word, not just reading God's word to check off a list. The path that leads to profession or spiritual maturity is a path of bitter trials that require a lot of patience. The path that leads to being more like Christ is a path that demands increasing trust in God. Because along the way to be more like Christ, we are going to face circumstances that we don't understand. Yeah. We're going to face circumstances that we would never choose on our own. Think about when you set your GPS destination. No traffic, no tollways, get me there the quickest way, shortest way possible, period. And that's what we would choose for ourselves. But to be more like Christ, every once in a while you're going to have to pay a toll. Every once in a while you're going to have to be stuck in traffic. You're going to have to take a turn that maybe you don't understand. And that's not always easy. But we must trust that God can even work out some bad things for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. The path that leads to heaven is not broad and bright and easy. It's straight and it's narrow. It's a way that has no room for our desires. It's a way that has no room for our good works and our religion. So church, I I want us to think about something here. I want you to think of how greatly we desire to reach those destinations that I spoke of earlier. How greatly you desire to know the truth, to be spiritually mature, and to reach heaven someday, and to be more like Christ. I think we all desire those things. But now think of how often we fight and we argue and we complain about the route and the paths that God chooses for us in order to reach those places. But if we agree that our destinations are proof of God's love, then we must also agree 
that the paths that God chooses for us to take in order to reach those destinations are proof of his love as well. Amen. If we trust him to set our destination, you have to trust him to set the route. That's right, yeah. You trust him with your soul, you need to trust him with your life. That's right. Trusting God for our destination, but then disagreeing with how he leads us to get there is like setting the destination on your GPS and then ignoring what it says. You're driving down the highway, and you know it's a straight shot. It's just a straight shot to get to where you're going. But then the GPS perks up, and she says, exit here. No, I'm not exiting here. You have a cute little voice, but no, I'm not exiting here. I'm going straight. Or you're driving down the road, and you look up ahead, and all you see is red. Red tail lights. That's it. And you're thinking, I don't want to deal with that. You look at the GPS, and the GPS says, go straight. You say, no, I'm getting off here. And so you turn off the exit, and what does she do? She starts yelling at you. <laughs> Proceed to the route. No, I'm turning. You turn. Make a U-turn when possible. First of all, when is there a possible U-turn? <laughs> Make a U-turn when possible. No. So you keep on going. Turn left here. No. And every man has a motto. Maybe we've never said it, but we all have a motto. When you can't shut the GPS up, you shut it down. Boop. You turn it off. I'm going to find my own way. So... Depending on how stubborn we are, it could be five miles, it could be 50 miles. But sooner or later, wait a minute, where are we? How did we get here? And that is exactly how it happens spiritually. See, we're all good reaching truth. Sure, great destination. We're all good with the destination of spiritual maturity. We're all good with reaching heaven. We're all good with being, being more like Christ. We like the idea of that. But if we are not careful, if we are not humble, if we are not submissive to the guide, we start disagreeing with the routes that he tells us to take, and we start making our own decisions. And God says, if you want to reach heaven, turn here. And people every day say, but that route means giving up my good works and saying my religion really doesn't mean anything and that I have to stop trusting in myself and in everything else and only trust in you. No, I'm going to go straight. And then God, to a Christian, comes and says, if you want to reach Truth, if you want to know the truth, you turn here. And we say, but God, turning there requires me to give up some sins that I'm not ready to give up right now. So I'm going to turn this way. Or God comes up and he says, if you want to be like, more like Christ, make a U-turn against your own sinful nature. Yeah. And we say, that would require a big change in my life. 
and I don't know if I can handle that right now, so I'm just gonna keep on going the way that I'm going. And instead of trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, we start leaning onto our own understanding and making our own decisions. We disagree with his route and we start making our own turns, but we can all speak from experience. The day comes when we, like the prodigal son, we come to ourselves and we look at our lives, we look at our prayer life, we look at our devotions, we look at our family, we look at our temperament, we look at our spirit, and we say, whoa, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. How did I get here? Listen, God never chooses the wrong route. He never chooses the wrong route. It's only when we start making our own choices, when we start making our own turns, when we start making our own decisions without acknowledging him, that we find ourselves off track. We find ourselves away from God. We find ourselves living day after day after day, working and striving and expending energy, but not getting any closer to our destination. We find ourselves tired and frustrated and wasting our time. Yeah. And admit it, admit it. Every single time we have found ourselves there, it's not because of God. Every time we ask ourselves, Lord, how did I get here? How did this happen? Why do I feel so far from you? We can go back to a time when we started ignoring what he told us to do. And we started making our own decisions and began to lean to our own understanding. God told us, let's say, we're starting here, and God wants us to get there. So in order to get there, God tells us, I want you to wake up this morning. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to spend a little time in your Bible. And we say, no. Why don't you spend some time in prayer? On your break, would you spend some time in prayer with me? And we go on our phone instead. I want you to witness to that person, but we justify it and we give an excuse not to do it. I want you to give a little extra to that missionary, and we say, no, we're not going to do that. I want you to stop listening to that music, and we say, no, we're not going to do that. I want you to stop watching that TV show, because I don't like what's, I don't like what's in it. Maybe there's nothing that is in itself sinful, it's not filled with cursing, it's not filled with nudity and ridiculous, I mean, you, well, let's be honest, you can't watch anything anymore can't watch Hallmark nowadays. Yeah. Now, I don't want to know what what red-blooded American man would watch Hallmark. <laughs> oh, my dad's watching it. He watches Hallmark. I love you, Dad. <laughs> the, the, when the heart dies or whatever. What? <laughs> when calls the heart. That's <laughs> <laughs>
He says, I don't want you to watch what calls the heart. <laughs> Brother Mike? <laughs> and he says, I'm going to watch it anyway. I like the characters. <laughs> Even though they commit college fraud. <laughs> Too soon? Okay, sorry. <laughs> and he says, I want you to tithe, and you say no. And then the day comes when we know, wait a second, I'm supposed to be way over there. Mm -hmm. What am I doing way over here? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the message. What did I do? I started making decisions to get off topic. Okay? So what do you do? What do you do when you get off track? You turn the GPS back on. Yeah. You turn it back on. And you start listening to the step-by-step -step instructions to get back. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Right. And because right here, it's easy, especially when you turn the GPS back on and you've added an hour to your ETA, and that's when the devil comes up and says, you're too far gone. You're too far gone. You've made too many mistakes, and people are tempted to just give up. But no, we take it one step at a time. Read your Bible. Yes, sir. Pray. Yes, sir. Stop. Turn that song off. Yes, sir. Witness to that person. Now? <laughs> Yes. I don't have a track. That's your fault. <laughs> I'm not good at speaking. Who made your mouth? Yes. I want you to give a little extra. Yes. And eventually, we're back on track. Now what do we do? Same thing. Step by step. Step by step. Because when you look at your life as a whole, it can get a little intimidating. Especially when you're about to make a big decision. You're about to go to college. You're about to marry somebody. You're about to launch into a ministry that you never saw yourself doing before. You want to read your Bible through that. And you're, you're looking all the way down at the end thinking, how am I going to get from here to there? Whoa, 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 whoa. Step by step. Step by step. You can do that. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And eventually, eventually, the time is going to come again when you're going on your way and the Lord says, turn here. And you look up and you see a trial. Or you look up and you see a change that would need to come in your life if you're going to go down that path. Or worse, you look up and you see nothing. You don't see where the road leads. But we acknowledge him in all of our ways and he directs our path. When we, don't, when we look down the road 
and we don't see how we can make it through another trial like that. We don't think we have the patience for it. We don't think we have the strength for it. Or you look down the road and you think, how, how in the world could I change so much to walk down that road? Not only spiritually, just practically. Yeah. When somebody makes a decision, I want to be in church faithfully, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, that adds to your schedule. And you can't add hours to the day. It doesn't take away the deadlines at work. It doesn't <laughs> suddenly not cost gas money to drive. It, it, none of that. And you look up and, and when you don't see how the change could take place, or when you don't see, where does it even lead? What? We take a step at a time. And the next step. And the next step. Yes, Lord, I'll do that. And yes, Lord, I'll do that. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord one step at a time. And eventually, we may even get to a point where we look back and say, in a good way, whoa, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Lord, how did you bring me through that? How did you change me like that? One step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. One step of obedience at a time. We can do that. When the devil comes on your shoulder and he says, there's no way you're getting back. You can't undo what you did. You can't undo the decisions that you made. You know one of the great things? Every now and then you turn on your GPS and you have come way off track. And you know what it says? Recalculate. Yeah. I am going to take your mistakes and I'll use it to get you back. And then on that recalculated route, you might see some pretty cool things. And sometimes we get so far off track. Don't let the devil lie to you that you can't get back. You can. You can. One day at a time. You win the race of your life by running it daily. Just one step at a time. One day at a time. And maybe you're right. Maybe the devil's right. No, you can't go back the way that you came. But God's good. Recalculate. I'll take that sin of your past. And you just love me and obey me and stay faithful. And one day, on your way back, you're going to run into another person who made that same mistake. And you'll be able to help them. I'm going to use that scar from your past. And you'll be able to help somebody else. God is that good. Yeah. And we just take it one step, one small decision at a time. Because let's be honest, we always go to God for the big decisions. Yeah, true. And he has a way of doing that. When we start getting off, he'll, he'll throw you a, a, big, <clears throat> a big one. 
because he's been speaking in a still small voice, turn here, turn here, and he's saying, no, no, no. Finally, he just goes, all right, deal with that. <laughs> and something falls into our lap that we have to talk to him about. There's a story about, about a man, and he was out hunting, and he's trying to get back to his truck. And he looks up, and there's a bear standing between him and his truck. Can't outrun it. Can't kill it. What do you do? Oh, you pray. <laughs> and he prayed, and he said, Lord, if you do not help me, I'm dead. How in the world do I get past this bear? Eventually, he gets around it. As soon as he gets into his truck, Lord, thank you. Later that night, he didn't sleep a wink. Not because he was recounting what happened. It's because there was a mosquito in his bedroom. Every once in a while, you get so desperate, you slap yourself. You actually slap yourself. Yep. And the next morning, he praises Laura to get any sleep. It was horrible. It was a horrible night. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit said to him, you prayed to me about the bear. Why didn't you pray to me about the mosquito? Mm. Can I just put it this way? Pray for your mosquitoes as much as you pray for your bears. Pray for the small decisions as much as you pray for the big decisions. Because 99% of the time when we get off track, it's the small decisions. Yeah, true. It's the lane change that we are supposed to make. The one turn back there that we are supposed to do. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Who delighteth in his way? God or the good man? Why not both? Why not both? When you obey God step by step, you let him lead you one decision at a time, he will be pleased, you will be blessed. Right. One day, I thought about this today. I just want to be in heaven. I love you all. I love the life that God has given me. I love my family. And I don't want to go if you all can't come with me. But I, 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 I want to be in heaven. And I'll see my older, I think it's brother, passed away before he was born. And I'll talk to him. And I'll make fun of his hairline too. <laughs> and there's a lot of people I want to talk to, but I want to talk to Jesus. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but I hope I have a chance just to walk with him once. Yeah. And talk to him and hold his hand. And wrap my arms around him and look in his eyes. And tell him how much I love him. I just want to walk with him for a little bit. But the Holy Spirit convicted me this week. He said, Johnny, you could walk with me now. You 
you can walk with me now. But not when you're making your own decisions. Not when you're all good with the destination that I set for you, but not with the route that I tell you to take. If we're going to trust him with our destination, we need to trust him to direct our paths. And remember, remember, those paths are determined by each turn, each stop, each go, each lane change, each little step, each and every daily decision that we make and neglecting to obey God in even one of those small decisions can lead us down a path that we will greatly regret. Sure. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So I'm asking you tonight, are you off track? You can get back. Don't let the devil come up and say you're too far gone. You may be far, but one step at a time to draw nigh to him and he will draw nigh to you. And even on your way back, you'll have a little spring in your step because you'll know God is delighting in your way and he's speaking to you again because you're listening. Are you tempted to get off track because the Lord is telling you to turn somewhere or to stop doing something that you're doing or to start something that you're a little wary of starting? Don't get off track. You'll make it through one step at a time. Even though we like the destination, sometimes we don't understand the route that he tells us to take. But God will always show you your next step. Amen. Just take it one step at a time, and you'll make it through. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Father, as we make decisions right now as a church, because I believe you are speaking to hearts. Keep the devil away. Keep the accuser of the brethren away. But Lord, even if he is in some minds now, bringing up the truth of our past, the poor decisions that we have made, remind us, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We can just begin tonight to take one step at a time back to where we are supposed to be. Let it be so. Let it be so with every heart in this room tonight. Christian, are you here tonight? And you know that you are off track. I don't know where it is in your life. But you do. The Holy Spirit has made it clear. It could be multiple areas of your life. But you say, Pastor, I've already made the decision. I, I'm, I want to get back. I'm going to start listening to him again, just step by step. And I'm going to start now because he's telling me to make this decision known so that you can pray for me. I'm going to start now. Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? I see that. I see that. I see that. Thank you for your honesty. I will pray for you. Will you pray for me? You're still, I still see some raising your hand. Is there any more? No one's looking around. I see another one. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you. You know you're off track. You can get back. You can get back. Don't let the way back intimidate you. One step at a time.
one day at a time. Start thinking about it even now. What's a step that you can take when you get home to start coming back? You might even find you get excited about it. I'm going to get home and I'm going to make that change. And then what? Well, then you ask, Lord, what's next? And he'll tell you. He'll tell you. How many of you, you see yourself, I, 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 I'm not trying to be proud. I, I believe I am on track, but I'm often tempted to make my own decisions because I don't always agree. I don't always understand with where the Lord is bringing me. But I want to trust him. And I want to keep on taking the steps that he wants me to take. Is that you? Would you raise your hand? There's more. There's more. I'm praying for you as well. I'm praying for you as well. Sometimes the Lord leads you down a path, and you know. You know it, didn't you? When he said, turn here, you knew it 100%. But then you find yourself on the road, and you're thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> How am I going to get through this? Did I make the right decision? What, what if I don't make it through? You will. You will. One step at a time. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.